What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Nick Ziegler. Howdy, howdy. And we are here to complete the series, our review series for The Last of Us, Season 1. It's been a few weeks since we've had uh, Nick on the uh, on the podcast to review the to review the show, but I felt like it was appropriate for the last episode, if anything. So we've been waiting to our schedules of align. So yeah, it's been what uh, almost three weeks since the uh, episode premiered. So a little bit longer than it took, but hey, we got we got the gang back together to review this final episode, and I want to hear what what Nick's thoughts are on the overall season. So yeah, here we are to discuss it. This is our review for episode number nine. Look for the light. So if you have not watched that episode, then you need to push pause on this and go watch it. Or like I've always said, you can do whatever the fuck you want and you can listen to us first before you watch the episode, whichever you do. I don't care. But while you're at it, and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two supports at any of those tiers. And then you get access to our discord, which is where all the fun and shenanigans happens. So please come join us there. We would uh, be more than happy to have you. So as we always do for this uh, review series, which I, I do need to talk about for just a second. So Josh and I are reviewing the Sopranos. And it's been kind of iffy. We we haven't really released many review episodes for The Sopranos since, I don't know, what, November? So a small little change is being made to Surf in the Stream. We are no longer reviewing The Sopranos. Uh, I think the plays just weren't there, and it just became tedious for both of us to, to watch three episodes and then review it and, and whatnot. So we at Surf the Stream, are not going to review whole seasons like that anymore. But brand new shows like The Last of Us or, I don't know, like the God of War show that comes out, maybe even Rings of Power, we will do uh, episode-by-episode reviews as the as the series is, is actually releasing. Uh, I do like that format a little bit better than... Hey, here's three episodes from this TV show that happened, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So just moving forward and you don't see any more Soprano shows or reviews. uh, That is why. That is why we are cutting out that show. I think our next review for that is Devotion, which is the, uh, was it World War II movie that came out not too long ago with uh, Jonathan Majors, which by the way, he's gotten uh, (laughs) some bad shit in the news. So maybe it's not the best time to review one of his movies, but. It is what it is. I mean, you got to hit it when the hitting's hot, right? Right. I, as I said on the Discord yesterday, I am a, uh, I am a whore for the clicks. <laughs> so let's go ahead and recap episode nine before we jump into our overall impressions. Uh, in a flashback, Ellie's mother Anna is bitten by an infected as she gives birth to Ellie. Little side note: Did you know that the mother was uh, Ashley Johnson from the game, sir? I did see that in the episode recap after the fact. Yes. So uh, Ashley Johnson is the girl that plays or the lady that plays Ellie in the game. They made her as her mother in the TV. show, which, uh, which I really enjoyed. I thought 
you, you can kind of hint, get little hints of Ellie in her performance, and it's fucking fantastic. Fantastic, sir. Because you, you're listening to her talk, and you're like, dude, that's that's Ellie from the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't mean like, literally, that's Ellie from the game. Like, the way she's speaking and some of her lines and her line delivery, that's Ellie from the game, and it's fucking great. She is found by Marlene, who hesitantly takes Ellie and kills Anna at the latter's request. In the present day, Joel tells Ellie of his failed suicide after Sarah's death. Firefly soldiers capture Ellie and knock Joel unconscious. After Joel awakens in a hospital, Marlene explains that doctors are preparing Ellie for surgery in hope of developing a cure. And Joel protests when he realizes the procedure will kill her. Marlene orders Joel to be taken away. He escapes and kills several Firefly soldiers, including those who surrender, and kills Ellie's surgeon for resisting. Joel carries an unconscious Ellie from the hospital. Marlene intercepts them, stating there is still time to find a cure, but Joel shoots and kills her. When Ellie awakens, Joel lies and tells her the Fireflies had already failed to develop a cure from other immune people. As they hike to Jackson... Ellie insists that Joel swear his story about the Fireflies is true. When he does so, she replies, okay. And that is the end of season one. So what, first off, we'll talk about the episode in general, and then I'll get your overall thoughts on the, uh, on the season as a whole. So what did you think about the season finale, sir? Um, it was action packed. I mean, that, that middle scene where Joel just goes completely dark. And it, it felt like you were actually in the video game following him behind like a third person shooter where you are just ganking every motherfucker you find in the hallway with just a complete lack of emotion. That was my favorite part of this episode. Um, now, Joel's behavior at the beginning of the episode kind of annoyed me because he really was laying hard the surrogate dad, surrogate daughter architect and it was annoying to me and i kind of felt like ellie was kind of feeling a little creeped out by it like he was uh really trying to project sarah into her but uh man that that last last part of that episode just where joel goes and kills fucking everybody in his path to get to ellie just one mission save her kill everyone else and then him lying to her and keeping the truth about how they were going to save the world, but it you know ended up having to kill her and her, him not wanting her to know that because he knows damn well he would sa- or she would sacrifice herself to save humanity. I uh, I agree with a lot of those points. Um, I I I've, I like this episode a lot. Like I like it is definitely one of the. See, there have been so many great episodes this season. I can't say it's been one of the best episodes because not technically if I were to rank them all it's probably somewhere in the middle in terms of how much I like this episode but I would I, agree it didn't feel like a finale it, it did not um I, I I do love it a lot though I, I do love it a lot the biggest issue coming into this season was how can they tell this story in nine episodes okay after episode three I mentioned it to you. I said, wow, they just wasted an entire episode on a on a side character. 
how are we going to have enough time to tell this entire story? So the last two or three episodes have been breezing by. And then where we left off in episode eight, coming into episode nine, I was like, God damn. And this episode is only like, what, 45 minutes or some it, shit like that? It was one of the shorter episodes. So my thing was, how are they going to effectively tell the story? Now, if you were given a, like if they were forced to do this shit in 45, 50 minutes, whatever the time frame was, then I think they did a, a pretty damn good job of fitting everything in that amount of time. But something tells me they weren't forced to do that. So my only complaint of this episode is it feels rushed. It feels rushed. I, I think another... This could have been an hour and a half episode at least. This should have been like that season finale style length. You know, that some of those... Two episodes back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Or just have another episode. Episode 10. I but feel like I, they could have made episode eight a two-parter also, though. Yes. Yes. So episode eight definitely should have been two parts. This episode should have been two parts. That's what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of the, the back half of the season has been has been rushed a lot. Because there's a lot that goes on in the, the story elements that happens in eight and nine. That's That's a lot of the game. A lot of the game. Like, I... I would venture to say that's a what a third of the game in just two episodes. Now, I'm not being scientific here, but that's what I would guess. So it's just a lot of time was just thrown away and it just feels rushed. And that is my biggest issue with this episode as a whole. But I will also agree with you that the huge personality change from episode eight to nine with Joel is kind of jarring. Like, I get it. We were developing that character and they're going to love each other as father and daughter. And that's how it should be. But like you said, they just laid it on way, 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 way too thick here. And it felt super noticeable. And it kind of kind of distracted me from the episode as a whole, especially in comparison to how Ellie was reacting to the events that happened in episode eight. So it just it felt it felt a little weird. Well, and it felt like she was kind of starting trying to distance herself from him in this episode. Like, like he was giving her the creepy old man vibes. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, was it was it the shit that happened in episode eight, or is it because hey, you're fucking acting weird? <laughs> um, I don't really like that. But in terms of the the action, I think it was great action. I. Again, it, it just kind of breezed by it. That whole section in the game is rather lengthy. But I, I thought they hit a lot of the emotional high points of of the game in this episode. You know, a lot of it is a one-to-one remake from from the game. And you know, the the biggest moments that they had to hit hard in this was one, they had to hit the the scene between Marlene and Joel when he finds out that she's in surgery. They had to hit that scene, which I thought they did. And then they had to nail the scene with him going after Ellie, which I thought they did. And then the last scene, which was him swearing that everything that he said was true. 
They had to fucking nail. That was the most important scene out of the entire episode. Because that's going to have a lot of implications for for the future, for for part two, for season two, whatever. So I, I thought they nailed that. The emotional high points, they really nailed. I, I just wish the, the episode was longer or they split it up in two. I do as well. I think I think the trying to I'm trying to picture where they could have cut it in half. Like right when he breaks loose and starts on his rampage and then follow up the second episode with the continuation of the rampage and actually finding Ellie. Or when he gets not knocked unconscious. Let let that be a uh So have an entire episode of the father-daughter growing dynamic, another character building episode. Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd bite that. Slow down the slow down the character building and m- make it feel more comfortable versus creepy old man vibes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let that shit breathe a little bit because we just really had this huge, especially Ellie in episode eight, had this huge emotional moment with her and uh, with her and David. And, you know, she just, I don't know if you listened to my review for episode eight, but. Of course I did. (laughs) I appreciate it. That, that portion right there, that, that character moment is huge for the future of Ellie. Huge. And we don't really get much time with how she's doing with that at all in this episode. So I think if they would have gave that moment a little, you know, just a little bit to breathe and kind of reflect on that, I think that would have served the this episode a lot better. But let's talk about, I guess, two, two things I really want to talk about, okay? One, what did you think about the, the flashback portion of this episode? With, Was that in the game? No. Okay, so they're, did they pull it from, like, future, or they just kind of pulled that out of nowhere? So Ellie in the game, if I'm not mistaken, she has like a like a letter from her mom. And that is literally it in terms of what gets spoken about with her about her mom, if I'm not mistaken. But there's no like no character of of Anna or anything like that that's actually in the game and that you see acting or anything like that. So this is all new. Okay, so it wasn't in the DLC or nothing like that, then. Uh, well, I can't attest to that. I have not played the DLC, but I don't think so. Uh, okay, so flashback. All right, I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Uh, Anna, I liked Anna a lot. Um, <laughs> if you liked her in this, uh, in the in the uh, show, sir, you're really gonna love her in the game. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I've seen her elsewhere. She does look oddly familiar, huh? She was in a movie or a TV show from before. And I never spent the time to look it up, but she was in something that I've watched before. Um, no, I like the flashback scene. The infection of Ellie, that bite probably did not make it to her in time. So just getting scientific, that should not have transferred over. Um <laughs> her whole immunity thing and then their explanation of the immunity thing from marlene later on Uh, that that doesn't jive sir but um 
and I like the flashback scene, and I like to see bringing bringing Marlene back into it to go. You know, Marlene and Anna were best friends growing up their entire lives. Marlene rescues Ellie, puts down her best friend, um, and then you know takes her away to care for her by giving her over to Fedra. I, that doesn't jive for me either, but whatever. That scene itself was put together well, but there's a lot of questions in between that scene. Agree. See, uh, Ashley Johnson was in Adventures, apparently. She was a waitress or some shit. I'm looking at her uh, IMD profile right now. What's her name? Ashley Johnson. Uh, I don't see anything just over the top like... It was a kid's movie. Um... <laughs> Masters of Sex. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know, sir. Oh, she played Annie. Annie. Orphan Annie. I'm not when sure. She was like when she was like 10 years old, redheaded orphan Annie. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's where I know her face. <laughs> that movie came out in 95, dude. <laughs> God damn, that was so long ago. That's almost 20 years. <laughs> in a couple years, that'd be 20 years, sir. Yeah, I know. Or, yeah, 20 years. <laughs> I had to do some Mississippi math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, me personally, was it needed, this 10 minutes on Ellie's mom? I don't... Yeah, it shows you how she came in contact with Marlene and whatnot, but I think it asks more questions than it answers, and I'm not 100% sure we actually needed this portion in this episode. I think their point to it was to try and bring a human factor into Marlene. So then later on, when she's having that discussion with Joel about, yes, I do know exactly how this feels. I knew her since she was a baby. That's, I think that was the attempt. It, I, don't, I don't think it succeeded, but that was the attempt. Yeah, that's true. That's true that, now that you point that out. But we could have spent 10 more minutes on something else. I think ultimately now do I dislike it? No, but in, in terms of would this episode be better suited if they had done something else with it? I think so, but I did, I did like seeing Ashley Johnson in that role. Like I said earlier, she is basically just Ellie from the game in the, in the TV show. And that is 100% something that we needed. And I absolutely 100% uh, enjoyed. So initially when the bite happened, I was thinking when she cut the cord with the uh, with the knife that she had killed the uh, the infected with. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that was how she gained her immunity was through the knife because it had the the blood on it. Okay. And I was like, is that what they're implying here? But when I listened to some of the uh, director commentary or the producer commentary and whatnot. They said it was something along the lines because she got bit and it just didn't have enough time to transfer over. And they never mentioned the knife. But it transferred enough over. Enough over. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought the knife would have been a better, better idea, but whatever. I see. I I think having her been bitten and Anna having a delayed conversion to where she might develop some maternal antibodies to then transfer over to Ellie while Ellie was still in utero 
versus her being bitten and then five seconds later comes splashing out and the cord gets cut. So what do you think happens to an infected baby in utero? Do you think they like just eat the person from the inside out? I don't know. I mean, now we're we're talking biology. Would would, would the cordyceps then consider that to be uh, something that is more parasitic in nature and then expel it so that way it can control the host without having to try and sustain two life forms versus just one? So many questions, sir. Right? Because, <laughs> I mean, technically, these people aren't not people anymore. They're just being controlled by a mushroom. I mean, technically speaking, you are right. Technically. <laughs> Fucking science. But, but I, I got a question, though. I was thinking about this earlier. So the infected, the different stages of the infection between the clickers and the bloaters and everything else, that that is every infected person, given enough time, will evolve into the next form, correct? That's the way the show made it seem. Okay. Well, even like when I was like doing delving into the 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 research on on the cordycep forms and everything, it was like, oh, you know, you get your first one, which is like two hours to two days. And then they develop into clickers after like two years and turn into bloaters after like 10 years. And it's just a gradual mutation or growth of the fungus. So that said, we're 20 years into the future. And I'm assuming that the majority of the human population was infected in the first few months. I would expect there to be the majority of bloaters and only a few of your standard infected types. That is true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that is very true. Plot hole. <laughs> we just go ahead and throw that shit out there. Ruin the story. But see, I, I think that's that's one of the issues with converting a game, especially an action game, to a TV series. They're trying to explain something that didn't need to be explained. Did, so in the game, did it take place 20 years after? I think so. I don't remember, to be honest with you. I, I think that's a little bit, I think that's a bigger time jump than what the, the game was. Okay. But don't quote me on that. Um, I don't remember for a fact. I don't remember anything being said about, oh, it's because, you know, they slowly just mutate into bloaters and stuff like that. I don't ever remember them saying that in the game, but honestly, it's been five, six years since I played the game, and also it could have been on one of the notes that I just don't fucking read. That's fair. Um, But again, for a TV series, that's just, you didn't have to explain it. You didn't have to put a reason behind it. We could have just accepted that there's just different varieties of infected. But now you're adding this plot hole to it, like like you just mentioned, and I mean, I didn't notice it to begin with, but now that you pointed it out, I'm like, well, fuck, that is a plot hole. (laughs) (laughs) So the other, the last thing that I want to talk about is the decision. Okay, the sh- the game, the show gets a lot of shit about this decision. And is this anywhere near the backlash of part two? No, no. Like just just wait until season two, sir, because the backlash of anything that they do is going to be just magnified. Um. There was so much controversy with part two. 
And a lot of it was deserved. A lot of it was not deserved, I think. Just really depends on your your mindset and uh, how you felt about the game. But people were shitting on the creators for this last portion of the game and and his decision. And it's like, okay, dude, you can you can sit there and let's pretend this is just a story that someone's just telling. And you can shit all over Joel for making this decision, which is to selfishly choose Ellie and to not let her go through with the surgery. But people are like shitting all over the creators. And it's like, bruh, they're not for the one that made for even making the decision? Yeah, for making that decision. And it's just like, I, I don't think that's right. Like, I think you can shit all over Joel for making that decision. And the way he reacted or acted, whatever. Yeah, by all means, like, you can, I think, you have one way or another how you feel about this episode. You either agree with his decision or you don't. And people were taking that to the next levels and just kind of like shit talking the the creators and whatnot. And I don't think, I don't think that's fair. What I think is fair is yes, you can shit all over Joel for the decision that he made and saying, that's a stupid fucking decision. I wouldn't have done that. Why would you make that decision? But I think it is the right decision. Honestly, I think, I, I think it's a perfect way to write a story. I mean, it, yeah, you expect everything to be wrapped up in this pretty little package and, and everybody has a happy ending. The world is safe. But I think this is a, it's a grittier, more gut-wrenching story. To, to first off, make that decision to be made and then follow through with the, 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 uh, the unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, look at when um, the Watchmen came out. No one expected, or, I mean, unless you read the story, no one expected that all of these blue nuclear bombs would go off or in the actual comic book series, a giant squid monster come and kill everything. But that was good. It was gritty down to earth, true storytelling where bad things happen, but is it for the greater good or at least my good? (laughs) I mean, the whole point of the whole, the whole point of Joel was he takes care of his family and fuck everybody else. And when a decision was made to, go the utilitarian approach and save the world or save the one person he loves. It was an easy choice for him. Yeah. And, I don't feel like and, it was out of character for him whatsoever. No, it was, that was his character and you knew he was going to make that decision. The second he started feeling towards Ellie, the way he did, you knew damn well, that's what he was going to do. But and it's not like it was a, a, a character change. It wasn't like Danny destroying King's landing out of nowhere. Oh God, PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was something that had been building up the entire season. And from day one, he told you how he felt about family and how he felt about everybody else. And when Ellie became family, then you knew that's how it was gonna end. Yeah, I don't I don't have an issue with the with the decision or the ending whatsoever. And the, the great thing about the video game. At the time, when you played it, there wasn't a part two. Or I didn't, anyways. So when I played part one and it had that ending, I was like, huh. That's a... It makes you... I love the endings that make you think and kind of ponder upon what what kind of decision you would make. What would you do? What would you do? And at the time, there was no part two. 
So I was like, I mean, that's kind of a different style ending. You know, it's kind of open ended. And is there room to explore that? Yes. But I think if they didn't explore anything past this game, then this is a great way to cap off that story. You know, obviously they came out with part two and they kind of explored the decision and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with the decision. I think it's right in line with his character. I think a lot of the hate that the creators get for the decision is kind of unwarranted, to be honest with you. Now, how would you like this in the game when that decision pops up and they have a little little scroller on the bottom and it says, save Ellie or save the world, yes or no? And you click yes or no, and then just the screen goes black and the game's over. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're just like... What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Honestly, I think we need more more of that in games. The decision to do something and to alter the story. That would have been great to have multiple different outcomes. Like say say you do a DLC after after the first game and that DLC is branched off in two wings. You went one way or the other. And does it come around full circle and end in the same way that it began, or were do your decisions actually make a choice, actually make a uh, a dent in what happens in the real world? Yeah, and it also adds replayability to the game as well. Especially if you like, if you don't add it in DLC, you add it to like just a regular game, and you have that the two branches. Like I'll use Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses as an example. There's obviously three houses. That's the name of the game. So you have three different... It's the same story, but you're dealing with different characters in each of those stories. But there's also a fourth path that you can take in that game. And the only way you can get that fourth path is by replaying it again. So I think I think it would have been cool, like you said, to to add that little, little option in there. Oh, fuck, man. That's what happens if I chose... Uh, Chose Ellie over the world? All right, well, let me go back and re-fucking play this game or replay that little section and see what happens if I if I choose humanity. So more games, more games need to do that, in my opinion. I would have liked. I mean, I haven't played the game yet because I'm too poor to buy a PlayStation, but I would have liked. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I gave the episode a nine out of ten, sir. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's fair. Eight and a half. The uh, the 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 beginning Joel acting kind of threw me for a loop, and and their their relationship that entire episode just did not feel. It just felt off. For for where they're supposed to be at this point, it mm-hmm. did not feel cohesive. That is fair. So, how did you feel about the the season overall? as a whole? As a whole. I will definitely be watching season two. This was not one of those one and dones. Um, I would rather not wait two years for season two to come out. Uh, but I'll take what I get. Um, I liked it overall. There were a few missteps along the way. We've beaten one dead horse. I think, um, you know, we're talking about the length of the season, the series or the season so far and how they rushed the last third of it. And I don't know. I didn't play the game. But with you saying that, we definitely should have had 10, 11 episodes. Um, Episode three, you could have done intermingled flashbacks 
with um with, with them versus having an entire episode dedicated to them. Um, and then I think the uh, DLC episode that could have been left out of this season and maybe been an episode two season for season two mm-hmm. and give you more time to tell the game story versus adding in the DLC story. And then maybe even having that 10 minute part with Anna have another DLC or whatever episode with Anna kind of showing that backstory a little bit in maybe season two or have like a season 1.5 where they do the DLC portion of the game between episode between seasons one and two. Like, Hey guys, it's going to be a couple of years, but here's a little, here's a little taste. Here's a little three part, four parter for you while you wait. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really enjoyed the season. Honestly, I thought this was the best case scenario that it could have gotten. Honestly, I was, I was kind of scared that the that the series was going to suck just because it's video games and this video game itself is obviously it's in my top ten all time. It's one of my favorite games, and the story is just it's probably the best story ever in in video games. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It's it's got to be up there. It's 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 definitely at least top five video game stories ever done. So I definitely had my hesitation about them creating this TV show based off of it. And you know, you always have that that question: Is it going to be a one to one, or are they just going to straight up just do their own thing? And for the most part, it was it was a one to one copy. Uh, they did have some changes here and there. But they weren't drastic changes. They, they weren't. Were just, uh, uh, yeah, correct. There, there weren't drastic changes. And then, like I've already said, I, I think the the season felt rushed. Like this is a huge game. Honestly, they could have split this up into if they really wanted to. They could have either split it up into two seasons. I mean, do six episodes for each season, you know, and put them back to back. I mean, that's twelve episodes for technically one part so that kind of as in the line of what you said you know maybe 10 11 i I don't know about 12 episodes but 12 episodes possibly um i'm generally i'm of the mindset normally that shorter seasons are always better but when you have this source material here and it does feel rushed in in these episodes i think a little bit longer of a season would have been would have been better. Would have been a better choice. Like if you look at some of like uh like WB shows or not WB WBs from like fucking like what fifteen years ago, the CW UPN. shows, CW UPN, <laughs> uh Fox shows, all those that are like 20, 23 episodes. Yeah, there's a lot of filler episodes, and I, I don't think any show should be that long. Bro, I am on season thirteen of Supernatural right now, and I am bashing my head into a wall. Ah, Supernatural is a different story now because every episode is different but it's also the same <laughs> it is but I'm just like at the point now where I'm like can we just get to the end like, <laughs> I just seen, want it over have you seen the Scooby-Doo episode no I keep on waiting for it like I, it's got to be coming up because I'm in season 13 now and they've showed Scooby-Doo on the TV a couple times already and I'm like it's got to be fucking coming like where is it at? I know it's coming and I've heard it's amazing. It's it's the greatest episode ever made, sir. 
of any TV show. Top five. Okay, I'll, I'll lower expectations a little bit and put it top five. Because you do have some Game of Thrones episodes in there that are really fucking good, and then you have some Breaking Bad episodes that were really fucking good. So I'll say top five episodes ever made. All right, I'll let you know when I get to it, so so we can talk about it. You yeah. still, it, eventually, I'm gonna get you to watch Fringe too, and there are gonna be some top episodes in that one for you. <laughs> All right, and it's on HBO now, by the way. So oh. I'm very excited. I'm I'm rewatching it after Supernatural. Oh, this will be like my fourth or fifth time rewatching that series. I might have to uh, partake. Mm. So yeah, overall, I, I really did enjoy the the season and. Like you said, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I, I think I talk about it on every single episode. Uh, so I'm not going to bash episode three again. Y'all know my feelings. Um, but I think they. this is definitely one of the best video game adaptations that we have seen. And I'm I'm hoping they can take some of the, the, the issues that we had with season one, which was for a quote-unquote zombie show. There's not a whole lot of zombies in it. And I'm not the type of person that needs action every five seconds. But, I mean, come on. We could have used a little bit more zombies, a little bit more infected in the uh, in the TV show. And supposedly that's going to happen in season two. They're really, like, I'm, I'm trying to think now. Really, when you truly think about it, like, half of the episodes had zero zombies in them. I'll take it a step further, and I think only a ha- like half of the episodes. They actually had a well, zombie. Well, so one, two, and three, but even like episode three had one zombie and he he was stuck somewhere. So one, two, and three, four, five. and then the last one did nine had one had one <laughs> one. So yeah, yeah. they're straight up. Four of the episodes had zombies, and only two of them really had a bunch of them or like a zombie danger scare. So I think they could they could definitely work on that in the future. Bring some more horror vibes to the show. Like I feel like the way they have set the tone up for this, it's a I drama. Do what? It's a drama. That's all it is. There's 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 no horror in it whatsoever. Yeah, but like some of the tone with like especially the episode with uh with Sam and Henry, like they had some horror vibes. In there, I'm not saying it, it should be classified as a horror because it's not, but they had like the horror, like some themes in there, some tones. Um, I think they need to fucking bring that to the forefront and make it a little more scary. Uh, in season two, I would like yeah. a lot more jump scare. Yes, like yes. like in that in that episode with Sam and Harry uh, Henry, where they're they're walking through the tunnels, and like every second you're like, one's gonna jump out, one's gonna jump out. One's going to jump out. It never yeah. happened. And I'm just like, why the fuck, man? I was on edge the entire episode waiting for something to jump out and nothing ever did. I need that. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was trying to reference. And I forgot that that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm okay with that kind of stuff. Like, I love horror. And when horror plays with your expectations, like one of my favorite horror movies of all time is The Conjuring. And one thing that I always talk about is how that that movie plays with your expectations of jump scares. Like she's they're walking through this uh, through the house and you think there's about to be a jump scare, but it doesn't happen. But they just delayed it just long enough to where you feel the sense of security almost. And then the jump scare happens and it fucking scares you. So 
I think they need to add that into season two a little bit. I don't think they will, but they should. What are they going to do after season two? Is it done? Or is there like a third game projected to come out soon? So as of right now, they are splitting up season two into two parts. So there will be three. There will be at least three seasons. As of right now, as of right now, there is not an announcement for part three in a video game, but people are of the mindset that there will be a part three. Okay. They, they set it up at the end of part two ends almost. I'm not, I'm not saying like it ends the exact same way, but it ends in a way that, okay, if we didn't do a part three, this is a great ending for these two games. But it also leaves questions open that they can explore in a part three if they decide to do it. Naughty Dog has announced that they are working on their next game, but he hasn't confirmed or denied whether that's part three or not. Okay. So we don't know yet. How long does it did it take them to develop part two? Oh shit, I have no idea. Like I'm curious what the time frame is. <laughs> or if they're going to just go, okay, well, season four after part two ends, we're, uh, we're just going to take this on our own. And uh, it's going to be nothing like any game ever again. Uh, let's look it up real quick, sir. The Last of Us game. I just don't want them to Dave and Dave this. Dave and Davis. Uh, so the original game, The Last of Us, came out in 2013. So 10 years ago. The Last of Us Part 2 came out in 2020. So seven years. So we have four more four more years. <laughs> but is that a... But is that because they... Didn't start it back to back? They Exactly. The, yeah. Like, initially it was... There was not supposed to be a Part 2. It was, it was supposed to stand alone as its own thing. And then they decided to do a Part 2. So... It's been three years right now. I think I think in the next two or three years, which would probably be six or seven years after the original was released. <laughs> so I guess that timeline fits. But anyways, uh, did enjoy reviewing the series with you, sir. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, thank you for having me again, sir. I can't wait to do more of these. Uh, AKA Lord of the Rings. Uh, yes, sir. Lord of the Rings indeed. I'm already doing research now. I am I'm deciding I can't make the the jump. Do I want to fucking hear the audiobook or or not before we do this review series? Do you want to so that way you can compare? Yes, cuz I've never I've never read them at all. Okay. And as being as much as I love Lord of the Rings. Look, man, I'm just telling you now, if you go to the text, you are jumping down a rabbit hole. Like there's a lot of backstory and a lot of explanations and it, it's, it's, it's a rabbit hole, man. Mm -hmm. Even, even now I'm just watching YouTube videos where I'm learning about Morgoth and Balrogs and everything else. And I'm like, this is a lot of information that I really don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to decide in the next couple of days because if I want to do it, I got to fucking do it soon because the, the fucking audiobooks are like 19, 20 hours. Yeah. But guys, y'all let us know on our Facebook page or leave us a comment on our Discord by going to patreon.com slash two game. Let us know what you thought of season one of The Last of Us and specifically episode nine. 
But that is going to be it from us, and we will catch you all next time on another episode. Laters.